0: You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels.
1: Welcome back to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. You know, next week is Thanksgiving week, which becomes one of the busiest travel times of the year, including lots of people hopping on planes to fly across country to visit family. And Recently, there was a thing from the FAA saying that Pilot numbers have dropped almost 30 percent over the last 30 years. That could be a, a big problem here in the near future. And to address that potential shortage, Purdue is doing a number of things. one of those including a new degree in three program that's intended to get more flight students properly trained and in the air quicker. Uh, this move is also a money saver for potential students. It could save you know anywhere from 20 to 30,000 dollars in tuition and living expenses, graduating a year early. Another uh, way Purdue is addressing that shortage and that problem is to attract more students. They have recently acquired and installed a new flight simulator. And to talk with us today on the podcast about that is Jason Cutter from Purdue University. Jason, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
0: Good. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
1: Awesome. Jason, uh, before we jump into the simulator, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, so my background, I'm a faculty member here in the professional flight program at Purdue. I've been here, uh, this is my second year at Purdue as a faculty member. Graduated from the program back in 1998. Spent the first part of my career uh, out flying airplanes around the world, both uh, corporate-type airplanes and in regional airline aircraft. And for the last 12 years prior to coming back to Purdue, I've worked for Flight Safety International, where we did uh, simulator-based business jet training uh, for the country.
1: Cool. And um, as we get ready to jump into the simulator, I mentioned off the top the Degree in 3 program. That's one of the ways Purdue is addressing this potential shortage in pilots. How important is that Degree in 3 program?
0: Well, it's it's a huge component um, to our our offering here. It allows the students, number one, as you said, to save a considerable amount of money on their education. So hopefully hopefully that will attract uh, new students to get into this industry. And then secondly, it allows them to get through the training and get out into the industry uh, considerably quicker than they could have in the past. So it's, it's really a win-win for both the industry and the student side of it.
1: That's cool. And uh, you're here to talk about this new simulator that's really cool, um, at the Hawker 900 XP. Correct me if I got that wrong. Tell me uh, about this uh, new simulator.
0: It's, uh, you're right. It's a Hawker 900 XP. It's a mid-sized corporate uh, business jet-type aircraft. Uh, The simulator itself replicates the Hawker 900 XP precisely. It was built in 2009 by Flight Safety International. Uh, It's a Level D simulator, which means it's the highest certification level that the FAA offers. The fidelity is high enough with the Level D simulators that we can train pilots to fly that particular type of aircraft without ever having set foot in the actual aircraft um so they can go through a simulator a level d simulator be qualified to fly it first time they actually set foot in it they've got passengers in the back
1: wow and uh, is this designed for fresh first year students second year or all all years
0: So generally in the past, the industry has used these simulators for type-specific training. So once they're already qualified pilots, they'll go through a type-specific training program on a particular type of aircraft. What we we are doing with the simulator is moving it into our uh, junior and senior level offerings here at Purdue, giving our students really a taste of the technology that they're going to be using out in the industry, Uh, get them comfortable training in platforms like that, but also allows us to... Um, move them from being job-capable, so capable of going out and getting a flying job, to being job-ready, so where they can actually go out and be productive line pilots leaving Purdue University uh, and not have the the spool-up time that they may have otherwise had. So it's a very immersive environment, a very immersive experience. We can really give them a lot of of experience and allow them to acquire some expertise in an accelerated fashion, um, prior to getting out there into the industry. Gotcha.
1: And th- does is this designed for before, during, or after they're, you know, actually getting up in the air, too? Because I know Purdue is one of the fortunate universities here in the United States to to actually have an pi- uh, 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 airport on campus, too.
0: Right. So uh, typically it's in our junior, senior year. So at that point they will have already gone through their private instrument, commercial, multi-engine training. Uh, most of our students also go through the certified flight instructor training. So, this is uh, this training that we do in the Hawker Simulator builds upon that experience and, and takes that background to a higher level.
1: Gotcha. And then tell me about like, is the simulator, does it allow you to kind of simulate any type of aircraft or is it um, molded to a, a specific aircraft?
0: No, the Level D simulator that we have, it's um, part of that certification is that it replicates precisely a specific type of aircraft so it can only be a hawker 900 okay gotcha Uh, now it's most of the equipment in the cockpit is actual aircraft equipment so we could literally take it out of the simulator and put it in a hawker 900 xp aircraft
1: and for those listeners or myself who might not know what a hawker 900 xp what kind of aircraft is that
0: Uh, it's a twin engine business jet uh, weighs twenty-eight thousand pounds um So to give you some comparison, typical regional jet, a 50-seat regional jet will be around 50,000 pounds. So it's a smaller aircraft, typically a VIP configuration that seats uh, usually around six uh, to eight passengers. And has a range to go from, for example, here in Lafayette to the West Coast fairly easily.
1: Okay. And is this the first type of simulator Purdue has had, or is this replacing an old one? Can you tell us about that?
0: So, uh, no, Purdue has a, a long history in simulation going okay. back to the uh, several decades, at least, where we've, we've had DC-6 simulators, for example, DC-8, 727 simulators. Um, previous to the Hawker 900 installation, we had a CRJ-200 um, AATV, which is a lower-level, lower-fidelity simulation device. We primarily brought in the Hawker to um, to upgrade our simulation equipment. Since we've put the Hawker in, we also have an Airbus A320 FTD flight training device that's been installed. It's uh, just a step down from the Level uh, D device, and it uh, essentially a Level D simulator without the motion system on it.
1: Okay.
0: And we are going to install a 737 uh, flight training device next, uh, next month as well. Oh, wow. So, in addition to the large simulate large aircraft simulation, we do maintain uh, three, four, five, six smaller, lower fidelity devices okay. that replicate or simulate our uh, training aircraft fleet for earlier students uh, students in earlier stages of our program to use.
1: Okay, cool. And talk about how that can just kind of change the landscape for these uh, aviation students just to get all this experience.
0: So uh, it allows them to do several things and. Number one, it allows them to get experience. And by the way, I forgot that uh, we do also have a flight training device for our Phenom 100 aircraft that all of our students go through as well. So it's uh, we're rich in simulation here. <laughs> it, what that does is it really allows them to get experience in more advanced aircraft, um, experience that they can't get most other places or they wouldn't be able to get most other places. It allows them to practice crew coordination concepts, multi-role uh, flying in, in multi-pilot environments. Uh, and we, It allows us to put them in situations that would be either dangerous or next to impossible mm-hmm. to replicate in the aircraft or to do in the aircraft. Yeah. So it allows them to practice some of those advanced decision-making, advanced uh, aeronautical decision-making uh, concepts that they learn about and actually put them in practice into the simulator.
1: Wow. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. What What are they seeing in this simulator? Are they seeing, like, are they flying over the United States? Yeah. The different kind of challenges that are coming at them.
0: So uh, in the Hawker, we have the database that basically allows us to fly it anywhere in the world. Okay. Most of, uh, many of the airports are modeled, uh, meaning that it looks exactly like, if you look at LaGuardia in our Hawker simulator, it looks exactly like LaGuardia looks right now today. Uh, Not all of the airports around the world are modeled to that level of detail, but many are, so we can provide them with some international experience flying in different parts of the world. Um, Aside from what they see uh, from the landscape, uh, we can change weather to anything, (laughs) whether it be night or day, rainy, sunny, cloudy, uh, simulate any type of weather conditions, and we can also simulate any type of Systems malfunctions or problems that they could have with the aircraft,
1: and I assume this is significant to, to have this experience in a simulator before they would face this in real world situation, taking a you know a plane out from the Purdue airport up there, right?
0: Uh, sure, and we can't even with the simulation capabilities we have, it's it's not practical to simulate everything that they may see in their sure. career or that they may see here while they're at Purdue, even. Uh, but hopefully it gives them experience handling abnormal conditions and emergency conditions so that they're more prepared, whatever they see, whenever they see it, at whatever point in their career, uh, they're able to draw upon that experience they had here in the simulator and and have some basis to react to the situation that they're in.
1: Gotcha. And do students have access to the simulator around the clock or is it just during you know, lab hours? How does that work?
0: Uh, many of our simulation devices, they can use uh, any time around the clock. However, our, our higher fidelity simulators, such as the Hawker, they do require an instructor to be present with okay. them, so it's typically done during normal lab hours. Okay.
1: And I assume they got to probably schedule that, too, because otherwise everybody might want to be getting in at the same time, right?
0: Yeah, right. It's <laughs> uh, it's it's scheduled just like any other aircraft resource we have, and uh, so it's it's definitely in demand, so we need to yeah, make sure it's scheduled so everybody has an opportunity to use it. That's awesome.
1: Jason, anything else about the simulator that I've failed to ask that you want to talk about?
0: No, it's just uh, it's fantastic technology. We're extremely fortunate to have the level of simulation devices and number of simulation devices we do have here at Purdue. Um, and I think it's a huge win for our students and it's a huge win for the industry because ultimately it's, it allows us to put more qualified uh, pilots out there into the job market. That's awesome.
1: If anybody who's listening to this podcast wants to learn or find out more about uh, the simulator or just the aviation program in general, where can they find you guys online?
0: Um, They can search the Purdue Polytechnic Institute. The the School of Aviation Transportation Technology is housed within the Polytechnic Institute, and uh, we've got a ton of information on our website there.
1: Awesome. Jason, hey, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Appreciate you joining the Full Steam Ahead podcast.
0: Uh, you're welcome anytime.
1: All right, man. Take care. Boiler up. Yeah. A reminder you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.